welcome to the Exxon Magazine podcast. Dive deep with us into the mesmerizing world of immersive tech, where we bring you conversations with the trailblazers of XR, AI, and spatial computing. If you're curious about what's on the horizon and eager to be inspired, you're in the right place. Tune in and let's explore the digital frontier together. Today, we're speaking with Ryan Harding, who is the founder of Magic Portal Books. She's originally an artist who became eventually an electrical and computing engineer. After a long career in innovation strategy for corporate America, she decided to combine her talents and is now an inventor. She is the founder and CEO of Magic Portal Books, a new children's book designed to completely reinvent education. For this purpose, she uses augmented reality and other immersive technologies to bring this type of resources to more children. I can't wait to begin this amazing episode. Let's do it. Thank you so much, Ryan, for being here today. Please let us know a little bit of your background and your amazing story. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, my story is, uh, well, it's kind of a long one, so I'll try to make it short for you. Uh, I, um, I'm an artist. Uh, as a kid, my mom was an artist and I always drew and loved illustration and drawing. But I didn't want to go into art as a career because I didn't want to be a starving artist. So uh, so I went into engineering. Uh, and you're an engineer too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm electrical engineer and uh, wow. computer. <laughs> Such a coincidence, amazing. <laughs> so, uh, and and as part of that in college, uh, you know, I had to put myself through college and work and, and one of my, a couple of my jobs were in video production and I loved video production and animation. Mm -hmm. And that's at the time when uh, computers were starting to, um, to get better at doing 3D modeling and animation. This is uh, early 90s kind of time frame. And, uh, but uh, I ended up going into engineering, graduating from, from college and went to work in corporate America. So I did some engineering for a little while. And then uh, I got my MBA at the University of Arizona here in Tucson and moved to uh, Vermont, of all places. Um, speaking of Winnipeg, that's Vermont is cold, long, dark winters as well. And uh, at IBM, they have a fantastic master inventor program. And they really will take young engineers under their wing and show them the ropes of inventing and the invention process. And at IBM, it's quite lucrative to, to be an inventor because there are a lot of awards associated with it. And uh, the project that I was working on got cut, and so did I and many others <laughs> of us. It's the, the way things are. 
And so I went to work for a firm in, uh, still in Vermont, but doing patents. And so I learned a lot about the patent system and I became a registered patent agent. And I went back to IBM and worked with the inventors in that capacity. So I was helping them um, look at future problems and things that uh, you know, were going where technologies hadn't really come to fruition or, or hadn't fully developed, but were on the horizon. And how do you take those technologies to use to solve problems that may arise in, in the future. And so that process of, I always called it the evolution of technology, right? You've got problems and solutions and problems and solutions. And you, if you think about it far enough out, you'll come up with problems and solutions that don't yet exist that are patentable, right? You can explain it enough to be a patent. And so that piece of, you know, that really triggered my love of innovation and new technology. And I bounced around from, from different corporate, uh, I was at IBM and um, Coca-Cola, uh, and then ended up at TiVo, which is no longer, but uh, they invented the DVR back in 1999 and then never anything else again, <laughs> ever. So they had hired me to go help you know, work with the engineering teams and kind of develop these new um, new technologies and new products for media and entertainment in the future. What does media and entertainment look like in the future? And so, of course, part of my research in all of that was XR, right, as a very immersive, very different, very, you know, no limitations type of immersive entertainment for for the purpose of uh, of media. And, and so, you know, I, I became fascinated with it. And then there was web based AR and VR and all that XR that's web based, so I didn't have to know how to code. And uh, so that, you know, that was, that was all well and good. Uh, my mom is, uh, she was a retired school teacher and also an artist. And she started doing kids books way back in the, again, in the nineties. And, uh, and so she would write these books and she liked the way that I drew. She liked my drawings. So I would illustrate them for her. And and so, but, uh, you know, that I didn't think anything of it. I like drawing, but I wasn't going to make a business out of doing illustrations. And, and so as she and I were continuing to just work on books, you know, in, in my infinite amount of free time, yeah, uh, I started thinking about, gosh, there's millions of kids' books out there. How do you differentiate a kid's book? Um, and, and in addition to that, because she was a teacher, she wanted them to be very educational. And so 
her books were for kids, but they'd end up like a textbook. They're so long and they get dry and boring. And I thought there's got to be a better way to put all that education material in there, but not in the words, right? So there's enough of the story that keeps the kids interested and they like the story and the characters, but there needs to be some other way for, for that educational piece to be in there. Plus, how do you differentiate amongst all those other books? And then I had a, um, a newsletter show up in my, in my email at TiVo one day, and it was the 10 best kids books with AR. And I thought, oh, <laughs> that's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. So that allows me to put educational content in a fun, interactive way into the books, but also have the books and keep them as stories and be able to illustrate, you know, and do all of that piece of it. And, um, and they're differentiated. So there aren't any other books like mine exactly, because the ones that do have AR, they're all app based. And it's not every page that's completely immersive, like mine are. So I can show you if we do a screen share, I can show you what some of the experiences look like. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. You want to do it? Yeah, All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to screen share. Let me know when you can. Can you see the, the yeah. screen here? Yeah. Okay. So I use a web-based platform. Uh, it's called Awe uh, Media, and they are out of Australia. And so I can create this whole 360 view and I can put my animations, I can put little icons, I put text in there and I go and I take these 360 pictures and there's sound and stuff uh, that goes with it. So you won't be able to really hear it. But this is what you see when you scan the pages in the book with your device with just a phone. It takes you to this web page and you can tap on uh, on the icons and there's sound effects and it shows you the names in this particular one, what everything is. And you can click on the little quail here. And so you probably can't hear the sound of it, but um, but she's she's talking, you know, she'll go through the video. Um, you know, if you have some questions, it tells you how to maneuver. So this is kind of the landing page, and then you'd go to the the scan icon here. Um, and then you can go to any other page. Let's see. Um, there's all of these different ones. Oh, let's go to the grotto. This is a, a fun one for um, the 360 as well. We're struggling a little bit with bandwidth because of because I'm streaming so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now you're standing in this grotto of all of these petroglyphs. So each one of all of these are paintings on the wall. And there's you know you can see the background here and you can Oops, let me put it in preview mode. Here we go. So 
gives you little information about it. Um, and then you can click here. Now this is a 3D model that I, uh, that I was able to put in here of this actual pictographs. So you can really see the details in here of that. Um, and you can click on, you know, the character will tell you about that particular at that at that place. So every single I'll stop sharing and then do you have any questions so far? <laughs> it really, really looks amazing because I haven't seen an experience like that that is so immersive is 360 on top of that. Actually, when we take a look, we wonder how does it actually work? Like you see it in the book and then you would use your tablet or your phone right. to access that experience. Is that correct? Yep. So it's just a little QR code uh, and each yeah. book has its own code and then it uses image-based um, recognition. So the image then so here's some pictures in the book here um when you when you it recognizes each page it would go to one of those scenes that i showed you oh, wow. in there so every single page is something different um and you just do it all with your phone you don't need you know a, a vr headset or ar glasses or anything else it's just and it's just web-based. So there's no apps to download because I couldn't code them, but I could do everything else. <laughs> wow, that sounds amazing because actually one, one of the questions that I was gonna formulate was the technology stack that you needed to create your AR experiences for the book. But it seems you're super resourceful. You chose the right platform. It actually fixed some of the problems that sometimes we face and not wanting to da download apps. Personally, myself, I don't like to have to download apps all the time because now I end up with so many apps and I don't never use I never use them. So it's not practical, right. to be honest. Apps are not so practical. Uh, but these experiences that are web-based are way more use, useful for people. And, I think it's easier, uh, yeah. Yes, yes. Plus, and I don't have to maintain apps, right? And every time mm -hmm. iOS or Android changes and my app breaks and I have to pay someone to fix it, uh-uh. Now yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah, that, that's amazing. And in terms of creating the, 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 the story itself, plus how it interacts the story, how it merges with the technology. How do you do that? How do you balance that? Right, right. So the stories um, stand on their own. So you could just read this as a regular storybook. It's, um, it's a mystery. Mm -hmm. uh, her, this little quail, she, her, um, they're all excited to go to Slide Rock, which is in Sedona, Arizona. And it's a very fun place. So when you bring the kids to Arizona, you got to go to Slide Rock. Mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, her her little sister wakes up and she's missing her top knot. That's the little feather at the top. Mm -hmm. And so they're on a hunt to go retrace their steps all over Sedona to see where her little 
top knot is. So in the book, I talk about all of the different rocks that are in Sedona, and it has things about Sedona that make Sedona special, right? Sedona is very metaphysical. Um, they have vortexes, they have psychics and crystals uh, and beautiful red rock formations and a, a rich history of both Native American and then the pioneers that settled there. And so the story is more for for kids. It's your typical kind of you know, um, bedtime story or anytime story. And, but it's weaving in different pieces of, of Sedona. Then in, in the technology piece, I can dive down into, you know, what is a vortex, right? Um, and, and it's fascinating for me because how do you explain something that's metaphysical and as I do research, I can present both sides. You know, some people feel that vortexes um, have energy and, for healing or for finding answers. And other schools of thought believe that they are on sitting on giant quartz deposits. Well, of course, quartz it, it has piezoelectric properties, mm. right? So. That's if you apply electrical current to it, it's going to vibrate 32,768 times a second. If you, but alternatively, if you, if you shift the structure of it, it actually gives off energy. So it was fun to, and I have that one uh, as one of the scenes that you're you're looking around. Let me pull it up here and we'll do a screen share again so I can show it to you. But it was neat to be able to put all of the, um, let's see, vortexes, where are you? All right, so let me put it in oops, preview mode here. All right. Uh, so now we are at Boynton Canyon, which is one of the famous vortexes. And here's our little quail. And then you can just click on all of these and it's going to tell you about crystals that it's, um, you know, that it results from a large deposit of crystals. And you're learning this is an amethyst crystal and that it's made of silicon dioxide. You know, some different types of it, the piezoelectric with some pronunciations and talking about, um, you know, the quartz crystals, right? 32,768. And then questions in here, right? If you used it to tell time, how many times would it vibrate to equal one second? So they can have fun playing with the answers. There's all sound effects to them. And, um, uh, and this is talking about emitting the, the electrical current so it was really it was really fun to create you know from sedona and the vortexes and then also have this science aspect of it that i, I can do yeah i see exciting because i see a little bit of your background reflected there right like the engineering background a little bit there the science side plus the educational side that you have naturally. 
So that's a great combination. And of course, it's a great opportunity to learn in these different ways that nowadays we we have these all of these resources. So what had been, it, it seems so, it honestly sounds amazing and looks amazing, but what have been challenges that you found behind the scenes to come, <laughs> to bring this to life? Because of uh. course, there are always difficulties. <laughs> yes, there's always challenges. Um, I, I have overcome a lot of them. I still have a long ways to go. Um, so I would say some of the the major the major things to overcome are you know when you look at this it looks like a book right um when i i sell it wholesale at local shops right it's a book about sedona they love it it's for touristy shops or this one is the book about is the sherman book about tucson right um these are and they put them with the rest of the books these are 30 dollar books right mm -hmm. So your normal you know, hardcover book is maybe 20 bucks at the most, right? Mm -hmm. so, so I have that to overcome, right? People mm -hmm. who don't know, and most people don't know because mm -hmm. not all books have this. I think someday they all will, but mm -hmm. until then. <laughs> um, so that's, that's one hard thing to overcome is to, to how do I let people know the value Mm -hmm. that this isn't just a book it's a mm -hmm. book and a teacher and a science experiment and videos and you know questions and answers and discussion points and all in one right um so that's been one thing that i'm still working to to overcome kids know what to do with it right mm -hmm. they know exactly what to do with qr codes and phones and so they have no problem and they will immediately key in on finding the little character and tapping on it and playing you know which plays the video and they'll tap on everything and they'll you know sound effects etc so they don't have the problems but they don't have the money either so it's mm -hmm. the parents i have to convince um, at first, I, you know, had focused on Sherman, the Tucson tortoise, and Sedona, so I was focusing on places, but kids, no kid says, oh, I'm really into Arizona. They say, I'm into dinosaurs, or mermaids, or outer space, or sharks, or something, but usually not a place. <laughs> so, um, so I'm having to shift, uh, you know, a little bit there and turn to build the brand as more magic portal books. Um, they all have this interactive piece, but I will make the stories maybe a little bit more towards mystery and treasure hunting and solve, you know, creative problem solving and not so much about that actual place. So we'll see how how that works. Um, so I think you know the price point's been hard. Teaching people that they're you know what to do with a book that looks like a book but isn't a book. Um, so those things have been my biggest challenge. And then you know the 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 problem that everyone has right. We as as business owners trying to sell a product, we're 
competing with everyone else, you know, 8 billion other people trying to sell products. And how do you compete with all that noise? And how do you get the word out there to people? And so honestly, word of mouth is going to be my best, right? So if parents buy the books or grandparent buys a book for the kids, right? And the parents like it and say, wow, you know, and then they look in the back and they see, oh, they've got other books, right? Then I can, so here's, oops, here's the two books we have so far. Mm -hmm, yeah. Beautiful. You know, maybe, right, they'll get online and continue to to buy books in, in the series or, um, you know, parents that buy them for their kids' friends' birthday parties, right? Um, a lot of parents like to give books as, as presents. Uh, so that might be kind of a way to do it as well. Uh, so that those are our challenges I'm still working towards. But another fun thing, because, you know, it wasn't complicated enough. Um, so you can buy, I'm making more magic portals and the kids can collect the stickers. So here's an example of one that I have. So it's just another QR code, but it can go in the back of the book. And when you scan this code and then put your phone over each page in the book, it's a different experience with the same book. So, you know, can kind of think of like a, a DVD. This is a DVD player. I'm going to go way back. <laughs> um, and then you can buy other DVDs to play in it, right? Or the... I think the Tony boxes where you buy the little Tonys and put them on the, the box, kind of like that. So that's, that's also where I want to take this. Yeah, because that was going to be my next question as well, like oh. the projection. And that's such an um, innovative idea because why the product cannot be transformed in a way that leverage that itself that is already and especially in books the reason is because when we read a book we tend to leave it right we use it and leave. it's like a one-time experience right. and with kids we, we read them more but at some point right. it gets there right uh -huh. but what if we could reuse it and mm -hmm. bring it to life somehow to use it even more i feel that that's such a great idea Wow, oh, thank I'm so you. excited for, for your innovation and your um, creativity. It's amazing. Well, I, I can't wait to get you some books for your kids, yeah. and then you can tell me what they think of them. Wow, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be fantastic because the whole experience is 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 different as you mentioned it's not the regular book it's not the regular media we're even inventing what type of new media is coming here and right. of course you're, you're you're an example of that and so in terms of the technology now we're working with the phone with working you you're doing the illustration and all of this process that takes to publishing in regular stores which is another layer that comes, I guess you already have experience with that. But in terms of that, that projection, where do you see Magic Portal Books going beside using the, the 
QR codes that work as the little DVDs. <laughs> Where do you see it going? Right, I did right. What are you excited about? I'm excited about new technology. So as these platforms get better, um, you know, there's going to be even more that we can can do with it. Um, you know, I, I've already got in some uh, where you can play with the little model, a 3D or or have a coloring page and you can color the character and then it comes to life in in the colors that you make it and on the table you can play with it um so you know as as things become available and the technology gets more reliable and faster and i can stream more and more data mm -hmm. then you know those are um those are some of the those are some of the things I know I can do. Ultimately, I think it would be awesome if there was a way to leave a mark in the experience. If you're a kid, right, and I and or your son and daughter, and and I send them this book, uh, Sherman, a Tucson tortoise, and they're in the experience. But in that experience is a map of the world, a globe, and they can spin it around, and then they can put a pin in that in that map that says you know we live here and we are teleporting to tucson through the magic portals and so eventually you know all kids all over the world would would leave their little mark on where they lived um, for that particular book i want to do outer space i want to do the ocean i want to do the human body we <laughs> want to do ancient history so not only is the technology unlimited, so is the subject matter. Wow, that's amazing because it, it seems there are so many possibilities, right? And I'm pretty sure they 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 love it. It's a, a matter as well of time with the technology being more available and people being familiar, which is related a little bit with the challenge number one that you described. Uh, people be more more often exposed to the technology, knowing what it is, how to use it, and the value of it, because that's maybe about the challenge number two. <laughs> so yes. I think it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna take some time, a little bit, until we get there. But we're seeing it now. We see the iterations that we had. We see now, for example, people that traditionally were creating this type of materials for regular media like written or graphics and now using artificial intelligence models so all of these things are going super fast now and uh, we hope that it becomes more more available and that more people can start to see the value and how that enhances our lives so teachers yeah. like it too yeah. teachers really like it a lot um mm -hmm. it's great for curriculums but you know again yeah we'll get there sorry that's the dog uh -huh, that's amazing <laughs> that's beautiful yeah so um the last question that i like to make you is okay so now you have the books and the kids can come they can scan it do you have any particular coming up experiences that are not necessarily maybe projected in the future that don't necessarily work with phones, but any other devices or any other new things coming up or what are your, your plans? 
I'm hoping that, you know, if they do get AR glasses and we can mm -hmm. finally get rid of phones, which I would like, <laughs> I'll have to carry the thing around. Uh, you know, I think it should work just fine in that, um, mm. in that as well. Um, but it's a, that's a great question. You know, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm kind of hoping to get through step one of let's just get some sales so that I, because mm -hmm. I'm ending up being a starving artist after all, mm -hmm. <laughs> after yeah. all that. <laughs> Yes, 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 for sure. A, a little promotion, actively promoting. And I helps. Right. Mm -hmm. I'd like to pay myself. That would be mm -hmm. nice. Oh, I do want to, um, the other, the other piece of it is, you know, ultimately I had wanted to build this to fund a nonprofit education foundation. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that I want to run the education foundation. Uh, so I want to partner with with some education foundations that I think are are good. And so um, we will, you know, as as this starts to get to grow and I can do start donating to the, the foundations specifically that serve underserved communities. And my ask for that is I would love to have a curriculum in high school where the kid, I can take kids all the way through, you know, a, a small group, they come in the first year, they learn how to learn about something. What is it that they're interested in and how to write a story about it? And then the second year would be, how do we illustrate that, right? How do we put books together? How do we get them printed? And then the mm -hmm. third year would be, how do we make the digital experience? How do we do the digital content? How do we work on this, um, you know, WebXR platform, right? And, and put all that together for their book. And then the fourth year would be, they would learn sales and marketing and budgeting and finance and supply chain and contracting and all the other business stuff that is associated with it. So all the things that I had to learn how to do myself to get this to work, I think would be phenomenal, then those kids really have, I mean, they've got something, some marketable skills mm -hmm. at the end, whether they go to college or not, right? They've now have, you know, they've, they've, they should have skill sets in a lot of different areas, but they should also be able to have found their passion, right? And what you know, I really loved the writing part, or I really loved the art, or I really loved the XR, right? Or I really loved the bean counting and, mm -hmm. <laughs> and the finance piece, whatever it happens to be. Yeah, right? wow, that sounds like a beautiful aim because it's a little bit in the in the socially conscious aspect of what it means to have a business that you also feel that it's making an impact, a positive impact in the society, and you feel aligned with all of those values and you feel happy because you are giving yourself and also at the same time, you're seeing the results of that. So it's a beautiful aim and I really, really feel that um, it should happen in the way that you're proposing it because 
not only you're such a beautiful person, but your projects are amazing and your ideas towards the society are also in line. So thank you so much for sharing all of those beautiful aims. If people would like to get a hold of you or to get the books, how they can do that? Yes, it's uh, magicportalbooks.com. And I think it's uh, Magic Portal Books on Instagram also. Mm -hmm. and uh or you can email teleport at magic portal books <laughs> oh that's amazing and so to get the books is just directly through you is that correct yep you can get them through me um i think you can also buy them directly from the store on uh instagram as well uh oh. or or the website yeah mm -hmm. yeah that sounds um, fantastic is there anything else that you wish that i had asked you today Ryan? Oh, you know, no, but you're just great. <laughs> you, you are beautiful. And I'm just so happy that I got to meet you and, and talk with you today. And I can't wait to, to send you these books and see how your kids like them. Thank you so much. That sounds so sweet, beautiful, amazing. We really wish a lot of blessings for you and for anybody who is listening and watching. Please share this episode. If you have kids or any of your family members have kids, please share this episode around or share the information about Rayon and the books so you can get to explore in a fun way right away. Your kids will thank you for it. Thank you so much and see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Bye.